So today we're going to speak about um, how to stay on a high frequency mentally. And sometimes we get these thoughts, like doubts about ourselves or criticism in our minds about ourselves and or that we're not good enough, that we're, we're, we're worthless or whatever these thoughts, especially amongst younger people. And that's really what um, got me to start this podcast because I have a stepdaughter for the first time at 46 and I have no children and just observing her um, ways of thinking really inspired me to start this podcast. Um, so if we start at a young age, knowing that we're, we're knowing our thoughts, knowing that this thought here does not give us nourishment to our minds, it's not healthy for us versus thoughts that just flow into us and we just accept them. And that's literally the bottom line. Are you ready to accept these thoughts that are lower frequencies? Or do you just talk yourself into that this is not the thought, this is not me, this is not where I am, this is just a circumstance that I'm living and I accept it, or this is a circumstance about myself that I accept and it's okay, and everything's always going to be okay. And for me, personally, um helping with those thoughts what I do is I begin to do my art and everything just goes away so that tells me that keeping busy really helps um, your thoughts and your minds which at this point a lot of these kids these teenagers or even adults pre-adults or whatnot <clears throat> they're so technology or sorry they're so plugged in technologically through the phone for example that it's not allowing them to use their hands <clears throat> and start to create in a certain way and lose their and lose themselves into a creation that they are doing themselves instead they have these thoughts about themselves they look it up on google they have an answer and they absorb it, and they apply it, and whatnot. But it's quite simple. Putting down the phone and grabbing something, anything, a rake, a paintbrush, um, a sheet to put on your bed and make your bed, anything that keeps your mind preoccupied and doesn't allow these lower-frequency thoughts that are coming in. And honestly, in this segment... I'm not going to get into too much about what's around us, the frequencies that around us that we connect to within ourselves. Like we are literally antennas. And when there's other people that are experiencing certain, certain things, we're very empathetic. And that's our antenna, like connecting to that person. And so my point is, is with that is that there are so much, there is so many things around us that we cannot see with the naked eye. And, um, but they're there. And when we have a low-frequency thought, there are low-frequency vibrations around us that are ready to kind of jump on that wagon and add to it. And I'm not talking like these are not 
possession or demons or anything like that. I don't want to get this twisted. However, there is um, gravity exists, for example. We can't see it. We can't smell it. We can't taste it. However, we know it's there because it's, we live life and everything would be upside down. It's the same with these frequencies that are amongst us. Um, where they come from is a good question. And basically, my theory is, is that when we expose ourselves to negative emotions and we verbalize it because words are alchemy, we're literally putting it out there. And it's like, for me, what I believe, what I see is that these actual words stick to the wall, if you will. Now, just bear with me because I'm trying to give a visual but um, it's the, one of the visuals I've always given all my life is that when we speak words or we yell or we scream or we laugh or whatever we're doing, it's going to stay around us and stick to the walls almost. And that's where um, people get confused with hauntings and whatnot. So like magnetic energy, gravity, um, air, fire, we know it's, well, fire we see. But air and magnetic energy, we can feel it, but we can't literally see it. Well, some of us cannot see it. And so my whole point to this segment is being aware constantly, it never stops of your thoughts, your words, your frequency, really plays a part. If you are suffering from depression, for example... It's okay to sleep all day. It's okay to eat that bag of chips by yourself. It's when we're doing it every single day that it could create sadness within us. So, how do you say to someone that's depressed and they cannot see through this depression? Well, I had an experience in uh, about three, sorry, four years ago when um, I lived in Minnesota and I had an interesting business going through and families would come to me that had lost people from suicide and I was able to, I wouldn't say communicate with the suicide victims like the way we would communicate um, as humans, but I was able to see, see through their eyes, if you will, and feel through their feelings. And I could see what was happening, um, through, um, a lot of meditation, through equipment, through pieces of objects, sorry, that the suicide victim, the suicide had, um, a personal item of the person that had committed suicide. That really helped too. So I would sit in my office and I did, I actually um, specifically dealt with one case in that year that was really in, um, something that um, grasped my heart. And the families need, um, the families need this kind of thing too. So through my experience, when this person had hung themselves and they, Really, what happens is when they die is that you're, you're replaying all the things that made you hang yourself. So 
if you're if you have guilt while you're hanging yourself for your children, and this is a tough to- a tough subject to talk about, you're going to replay that that feeling before you die. So you have a feeling before you die of guilt for your children because you know you're leaving them. You're going to keep replaying that after you're dead. Along with other seg- little tiny segments of guilt, um, doubt, obsession, whatever um, this person had done through, its li- through the person's lifetime or why they had committed suicide. So in this case that I had dealt with is this girl... She had committed suicide, had a fight with her boyfriend, sliced her arms up in the kitchen first, um, then decided to run to the garage, take a rope, and hang herself over. um, She was not living probably the best life um, with her boyfriend and the environment, and there seemed to be a lot of um, induced drugs involved also. So what I saw, what happened was, I saw it as a movie first when it had happened. And I asked, I sat down, and I asked the person that had passed if they could show me what happened. So I went into trance, and I saw the whole thing. Basically, she was um, distraught, cutting herself deeply with a knife in her arms, and then running to the garage, grabbing something, and hanging herself. And she wasn't dead at that point. When she was hanging there, she was literally still thinking about stuff that was happening and they had found her and they took her down and rushed her to the hospital. But at that point, she was, a vet, um, sorry, she was not with us anymore mentally. I can't say certain things, so I can't be politically correct, but she was no longer mentally with us. So she was on life support and her sister had to pull the plug and whatnot. So that was the first phase of this case that I started with and then I went on for a good year researching and meditating and being one with this person that had committed suicide she had shown me the big thing with her was her children leaving her children the way she did was huge for her and she couldn't get over that guilt that was the one thing the hurdle she could not get over she had showed me she had a piece that I had that was um a sculpture of a woman floating almost with two children in front of her. And this was a major thing that had happened. I grabbed it and I sat with it and I closed my eyes and I breathed and I was sitting with this thing and I opened my eyes and I began to see a vision through, um, through the object. And what happened was this gray matter started forming behind the lady um, in, this, in this sculpted piece of art that this lady, there was another one had just appeared behind her and she was in gray and there was a gray mist around the whole thing too and basically this gray mist along with this gray lady was like basically suffocating the lady in front of her so this was symbolic obviously and um i'd never seen anything like that i thought it was amazing and she was basically telling me how she is in a place where it's still gray if you will there's no limbo or whatever we've been taught, but there is a, a place where mentally we, we, we're stuck. And she was definitely stuck. So I worked with her for a year, talking to her, recording her, doing EVPs, and um, not 
necessarily convincing her because that doesn't work with suicide victims. There's no one, there's no one you can, nothing you can say. And I really emphasize this. Nothing you can say or do to get through because they are literally have goggles on, if you will. And these goggles replay exactly constantly their thought process while they were dying and they get stuck there. So what I had done to help her pass is that I began to show her that this isn't real anymore. So basically I would say to her, well, she's like, I got to go to my mom's today. Okay. So you're going to your mom's today. Good. So basically I'm not going to get into detail, but you have to not right now, but you have to show them that you're not going to eat that pasta today. So you basically say, how was the pasta? How was this? And how was that? And then they begin slowly, begin slowly to see that they're really not there. And I felt after a year and so a year or so working with Alicia, her name was Alicia. Um, I couldn't feel her pain anymore. Now, I don't know if she passed, but I feel that once she had left working with me, that there was some sort of breakthrough and I didn't feel her so confused anymore and so much in doubt and whatnot. And I just left it at that and I, I, I surrounded her in peace and white light and good love and just basically let her pass. And I didn't feel an attachment to her anymore. So my point to this whole story is that even when we die, our thoughts are, become things. Our thoughts become things here when we're alive. And also if we go through a dramatic experience in our death, they become the thoughts that we're living, like a, a videotape. Um, especially with suicide. Now, I can't speak for accidental deaths and whatnot, but... My specialty is suicide. So with suicide victims, their thought process is even more heavier than with us because we stop to assert, if we're depressed and we're thinking all these thoughts about us. To a certain degree, someone brings us a, a cup of coffee or a flower and we snap out of it for a second, you know. But with suicide victims, they don't have that opportunity they're such in a low frequency mentally that everything that had happened to them in the past that was lower frequency, they're reliving it. And especially the whole process, the, I'm sorry, the whole suicide going through it, that is highlighted intensely, mentally. So the same thing happens here when we're alive. We can live in a place where we feel depression, we feel sadness, we cry. Our thoughts are all of doubt, criticism, we're not good enough. Um, we compare ourselves to things on the media. On, and, that, and that's another thing that I feel is huge is that these younger people are comparing themselves. So, and I'm, I'm 46 and I come from a generation where everything, you had to look like a model, you know, like these magazines, it was really intense then. And if you were overweight, it, you were not accepted. But now I'm so happy that with certain media shows and whatnot, that overweight isn't such a taboo anymore. And that's great. But um, 
this is my first podcast. I'm so happy for that you took the time to listen to my jabber. Um, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I am very interested in speaking about the things that I do experience without any kind of... Um, I can maybe paint a picture better because I am quite clairvoyant and I can see things that most people could say that's not normal that you see color shooting out of people's mouths. Um, it's not normal normal to maybe see, have um, things morph in front of you and give you a message. But I was born this way. And I do not have any mental sickness or mental illness in my family, nor am I mentally ill. I've just been, because that's that's why I've kept my mouth shut most of my life, because... And now, having this podcast and being in 2020, there's so much more accepting spiritually now. So there's indigo children, there's star children, you know, and I'm definitely an indigo child. So I decided that maybe I can explain to people that just don't understand me, that are in my life or that hear this podcast, and maybe they're experiencing the same thing I have and I can maybe help a little bit. Um, so that fear doesn't creep in because I don't live in fear when it comes to that world. I've lived it for so long as a child that my fear has gone away. The boogeyman's have gone away now. And so when I experience um, certain things, I'm quite rational now. Think, you know, um, but it was never, it wasn't always like that. I was, I lived in fear for a very long time, think, believing in possession and because I'm Catholic I was Catholic and they have a lot of um, superstitions. And so once I took that away and took the fear away, I understood that this is matter. This is physics. This is quantum. This is um, something that is in front of me that's morphing, that's using particles through the air to do this. And this stuff does exist. I mean, you see this stuff in movies, but certain entities and certain energies and certain frequencies know how to pull out of the air. Um, so that they can literally show you what they're trying to say. But also, you have your antenna has to be open to that. And you have to come from a biased point. You can't just, for me, not. and you can do whatever you want. I don't jump to the conclusion that that's an, a, a high frequency speaking to me. Um, I, I like to make go through a certain process because you have to. You can't just believe everything you see because that your imagination is there. So I learned how to basically put my imagination in a box and see the reality of what's going on. And it's quite fascinating to see gravity speak to you and magnetic energy. Can, you can channel these through people. You can channel magnetic energy through people. Um, you can channel gravity through people and you can actually speak to them through that because your frequency, they know. So I can see how people can talk about possession and like exorcism, but it really isn't like that. Um, when you allow someone, something like magnetic energy to enter you so you can have an experience, you're still coherent. You still understand what you're doing and you're still there. there no one can take over your body. Nobody. Unless you're in a state of such depression and sadness and you're open to anything then that's that's another topic and we we can get to another show on that one but knowing who you are really helps um and being strong and knowing who you are and being neutral 
neutral, not taking one side or another, just being neutral and accepting what's around you with no fear and the thought, and actually with no thoughts. And that's the flow that I really want to um, talk about another time. But my purpose for this podcast is to take, eliminate fear to maybe answer questions that are people that are out there that are just like me. Um, and also just to share my experience with everybody that doesn't know me or, um, have, you know, I welcome every kind of person. I love religious people. I love people that are philosophy. I love that philosophy. I love all that. So I come in with such an open mind and discussions and, um, with certain people that really get my juices going and I love it. Um, so I'm going to try next time to have someone on the show to basically someone speak. Um, I can bounce off them with what my thoughts is that my thoughts are someone that doesn't really believe in any of this. I would love to have them on my show. So um, not to argue or to make, to prove to them or anything like that. I, everybody has a message. Everybody speaks through something and I find that intriguing. So I welcome everybody on the show, honestly, not just one specific, but I feel the reason why I said that is that I feel that having someone else either yay or nay will add to the show. Well, thank you for listening. I hope that this was not as boring as, you know, listening to myself talk. But I hope this was educational. And I'll try another, I'll do another podcast sometime if this goes well. Thank you and thank you for listening. This is Annette Louise Mitzi. Peace, man. <laughs>